Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking, or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress. Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How you doing? On today's podcast, we have author, chiropractor, and host of the Wellness Farmer podcast, Ben Page. This is a really great interview. We'll be discussing the benefits of chiropractic for hunter types and cover what Ben calls the four pillars of health. So stay tuned for that. I have one quick announcement. I'm happy to announce we will be offering another two-month live online support group starting Tuesday, November 5th. Uh, our current two-month group has been amazing. I've just been, it's been such an honor to work with all of you in the group. I know I've, many of you are listening. Uh, you guys are incredible. It's just been a, a great honor to work with all of you. Uh, so many people from so many diverse backgrounds all over the world. Um, it's just been awesome. So I re- felt like going into the holidays, uh, we thought it would be beneficial to hold another two-month session uh, to continue to do what we've been doing, uh, but also to ha- to give like an anchor to tackle the stress and overwhelm that often happens around the holidays, especially for us hunter types. So um, we'll be meeting every Tuesday at 3 p.m. So these are live sessions uh, from uh, from November 5th through the end of December. Uh, so they'll be all Tuesdays, except the last session will be on Monday, December 30th. So it does not land on New Year's Eve. So in the group, we'll utilize the same tools that I've been using for many, many years doing my one-on-one coaching sessions. So that's getting support on clarifying your goals, optimizing your task and time management systems, and building good habits. That is the big one, building good habits. The intention for the group is you get into the group and you get into the habit of doing the regular weekly check-in and it supports you in building good habits because those are the things, if you have good habits in place, then your life will inevitably move in a good direction. It's getting those habits in place. That's what I focus on when I'm talking to you one-on-one. When you ask questions, I'm always looking at what habits can I support you with to build into your life 
in a way that feels comfortable for you, that doesn't feel like you're forcing it or it's like working with your natural tendencies, getting the support from the people around you. What other kind of systems can we put in place to, to really get those going so that after the group is over, you've, you're good. You can keep cruising on those habits that you've built during those sessions. And I think the most useful part of the group is the opportunity for you to connect with fellow hunter types. There's a real sense of community that builds around these groups. Uh, and I'm just so pleased to see that. And I really enjoy people encouraging each other, offering support. A lot of people offer resources that I've not heard of. And I'm like, oh, that's an excellent resource. So I'm always learning new things from you all. Uh, as we're going through the group. So I hope you can join us. Uh, these are live audio video sessions. We use Zoom conferencing. It's really stable and easy to use. They have a free web app or a phone app or you can dial in via the phone line. Um, each live session is 90 minutes and then I stay after for Q&A. So I will be on and basically we'll just answer questions. So if you have any, if you want to do something like one-on-one -on -one asking me questions, uh, that time is always available at the end of each session. Uh, all sessions are recorded and you'll have access to those indefinitely. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash group. drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash group. Hope you can join us. And on to my interview with Ben Page. Okay, on today's podcast, we have Ben Page. Uh, ben Page is an author. He's a chiropractor. Uh, he's also the host of the Wellness Farmer podcast. Uh, he's living in Rosario, Argentina. And today we'll be discussing uh, your overall well-being. This is one of the key areas that Ben has, has really synthesized uh, what he calls the four pillars of health. So we'll be talking about that, how it relates to being a hunter type. Uh, we'll be discussing chiropractic and how that enhances your nervous system. That's something that I I have as part of my weekly, monthly routine, uh, bi-weekly, I'd say. And then we're going to lead into then why growing your own food can be deeply, how it can be deeply beneficial to your overall health. So Ben, welcome. Thanks for being, joining us on the podcast. No, oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad I can actually... Uh be on your podcast. Last time I talked to you, you were on my podcast. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's great to be on your podcast. I believe I was the first podcast I was ever on uh, besides my own. So yeah, it was great. That's I think it was so like cool. 2016 we were on. It was a while ago. It was a while ago, yep. Yeah, and I think you were still living in the States then, right? Yep. I was living in, I was living in Southern Utah and I think in that, I think in, yeah, it must have been Southern Utah. Well, let's talk about that a little. Let's get a little backstory on you. So uh, why don't you share a little bit about um, what got you into placing as health and well-being as like your primary focus with your work and, and also what has led you down to uh, Argentina and, and what you're doing now? Uh, cool. Um, let's – since I was young, I've always wanted to work in – the health profession. Um, for many, many years, I always thought that I was going to be a medical doctor and I was going to take that route. And the reason I wanted to be a medical doctor is because I, I wanted to do what I saw a lot of other people doing, going to third world or I guess not third world, underdeveloped countries and working with people that just don't have yeah. any way of getting any type of medical treatment and that's I, I i love going out there in the middle of nowhere and just being out there being away from everything and i thought well if i'm a medical doctor i could go out there and i can help people while mm. actually doing something that i really love to do yeah that was when i was young that was before the thought of marriage came up or anything like that as i got older yeah uh, i met a wonderful woman um we ended up getting married and that kind of changes your plans because <laughs> yes. you're not going to take your wife out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yes. for, for months or years at a time so i started to study philosophy through medicine and my brother-in-law was a chiropractor at the time. He's like, why don't you check out the chiropractic philosophy? So I actually started learning and studying both philosophies of medical medical philosophy and chiropractic philosophy. And it was funny. I was, I was reading about chiropractic philosophy, and it just – it's how I was basically raised. It, it just made sense to me. It's just like, wow, that just makes – that's how I was raised. So why in the world would I go this direction if 
that's how I've lived and that's how I believe health is truly found. So that's why I decided to become a chiropractor and I eventually went to Palmer uh, in Iowa, in Davenport, mm. Iowa, and I graduated in, in 2010 as a chiropractor. And since then, I've been working as a chiropractor, among other things. I mean, if we want, we can even go further into this whole story. But uh, that's what, the main reason why I chose the path of, of chiropractic. I've always wanted to work in the medical field, but the the chiropractic philosophy, the way the way the 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 way they treat and the way the body heals itself, it was more attractive to me, and that's why I became a chiropractor. Interesting. Well, so, and let's lead into this. So let's go into like the, your, that led into you writing a book called the four pillars of health. And I'd love to go like get into that a little bit because it seems like your journey has, has led you there and continues to move into like the importance of nutrient dense food and, and just how all that relates to your overall health and well-being. Do you want to talk a little bit about the book and just some of the principles that you've you've developed over time? I know it's it's based on a lot of the the people that you've worked with and observing what's worked and what hasn't worked. So um, yeah, why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, the the four pillars of health. So when I was in chiropractic college, it's basically you're going through medical school, but with chiropractic um, technique. And instead of learning all the different types of medications you can prescribe for different types of, of illness, uh, we learn more about the philosophy of the body can heal itself with these certain techniques. But you go through all the anatomy, the physiology, pathology, do x-ray, do everything, you go through all that. So during that time, it was... It was mainly just learning the basics of anatomy, physiology, all of that stuff. Uh, After school, after school is when I really dove into what is what is wellness, and and that was on my own time. On my own time, I started really, if any free time I had, I was either reading books on on health and wellness or on permaculture. And those are these are two subjects that were that I became quite passionate Mm -hmm. about over the years. And and that's how it all came together. Um, when I started learning that health is more than just chiropractic, it's it's a lot more than just chiropractic. Chiropractic is, is part of one of the pillars of what true health is. If you want to feel healthy, which most people haven't felt, yeah. There's, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's a lot of people out there that feel great, but they can actually feel even better if they if they just in, involved in, in, in their daily lifestyles, these things I'm talking about. Of course, it's not something easy, but nothing easy is, is, is really worth it. We want it. If you want to get something out of it, usually things are difficult or tough. Uh, easy stuff usually doesn't give us much to go on. So it's not easy, but they're simple. It's simple to understand, but to implement it into your daily lifestyle, because that's what it is. They need to become lifestyles. If you yeah. implicate, implement them as lifestyles, um, what one can actually feel is incredible internally and externally. It's not just the external, but internally it's it's incredible. Mm. So I started to study uh, about who we are, how we talk to ourselves, the type of nutrition or what we should be eating. And, and also the importance of movement and the opposite of movement rest. So in the yeah. book, I talk about movement, but there's, there's part of that chapter is, all, is about rest too and the importance of, actually, of, of, of resting also. You just can't move. You have to rest at the same time. They work together. Yeah. They, if, you're, if you're not resting, the movement's not going to do much. If you're not moving, I mean, you're not going to be resting much either. And then the opposite of stress too, because in the chapter of chiropractic, I do talk a lot about the stress response because one of the things chiropractic also does is help decrease the, the amount of physical stress in our in, in joints so the physical stress yeah. so talking about stress you also have to talk about the opposite about your stress which is actually good stress the stress that we need to reach our health potentials what is so that, that, that term again i didn't catch that your stress okay. so it just means good stress okay got it <laughs> And, and we also need that in our lives to reach our, our health potential so we're, we're taught that we should be trying to get rid of and and stay away from stress as much as possible that's yeah chronic stress we want to we don't want we want to stay as far away as possible as chronic stress but 
short acute moments of stress are actually very important for us. So that's another part. That's another part of the book. That's another part of the four pillars of health. But that's under the chapter of where I talk about uh, spinal health and which has to do with chiropractic care. Excellent. And, and so, can you talk a little bit about? Uh, let, let's go through the four. Do you want to go through the four pillars, like, and just talk talk about one each individually, and just give a little bit of like, just a little information uh, to give people like a context for um, how to view their own physical health, and then also maybe some actions that they could potentially take. Uh, I know this audience, uh, just knowing my audience well, I think. Uh, the need for rest is a huge one. It's we're at, we've got a group going right now, and I know one of the things we talk about is how even um, uh, if you're trying to integrate new systems into your life and your stress levels are really high and you're not resting enough, then you're always fighting against yourself. You're never really going to integrate things in, whereas when you get that deep rest, that deep sleep – and you take care of yourself, then your, your mental functions are better and you're able to, to deal with life. Um, and when, and I believe, uh, as I probably you'll, you'd share is like through chiropractic and yoga and stretching and movement, we can release that stress, the physical stress, the stress that's like caught in our bodies. We can release some of that so that we can, we're not just walking around tense and, and, and contracted in how that affects our overall well-being. So, yeah, you, would you like to go into it a little bit and share a, a little, maybe one piece from each of the four pillars and then maybe one action item someone could take to move one step closer to that, to, to a sense of overall well-being? Oh, we can we can start with movement since you were just talking about rest a little bit and how movement kind of goes with rest. Movement... Uh, it's something that most people have, have a hard time doing, first of all, because most people just don't like to do it. And so it's a, it's a lot about changing our, 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 our uh, systems, our belief systems. We actually have to change our belief system about, about what exercise actually is, and that's actually good for us instead of, actually, instead of something that, that is, is painful and yeah. tiring and all that stuff that we feel. It's that it should be – it's invigorating. It makes me feel better. It, it, it makes it, – it, it builds me and all that other stuff. We should be thinking that instead of what most people think exercise is. And, and exercise needs to be rigorous, especially in today's world because we're sitting down so many hours during the day, we should be rigorously exercising for between 30 to 30 minutes to an hour a day, at least three to five times a week. We should try to be doing it actually five times a week. Of course, if you have a job where you're outside and you're working, I mean, that's something different. But if you're sitting behind a desk, you should be thinking first about understanding what exercise truly is and is that in, in what it truly is, 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 is part of a healthy lifestyle and, and it's good for you and it's going to build you up and make you stronger, not tiring and make, and, and all those other negative connotations we give to it. Yes. It's really good for you. Um, we should be looking to do it about five times a week. If you're sitting down 30 to an hour uh, of rigorous exercise. So that's getting to the point where you're breathing pretty hard. Yeah. And that's what and that's what we should be doing. And of course, that's going to make it a lot easier to rest at night to be able to wake up the next day to do the exact same thing. So movement, very, very important. Sedentary lifestyle is the new smoking. Stay away from it at all costs. Get up and move. I, do, I, I recommend not sitting down for more than 45 minutes at a time. Uh, get up, do something. Get up, do 10 push-ups. If you can't do 10 push-ups, get up and try to do one. But get up and do something. And this is really good. I, this is something that we talk about, I talk about constantly on this podcast. Is uh, And I think you're setting a higher bar than even I set, which is I just, especially people who are hunter types, They've got the lot of energy. It's like you just said, like 45 minutes down, sitting down, then you're up and you're moving around, even if it's just for a little bit, stretching, doing whatever you can to keep movement going as for your overall well-being, the stress reduction of it, the mental clarity, which is one of the pieces I really push. Uh, and then just being able to to give your body, our bodies are made to move, like you said. So if we have really good movement and enjoyable movement, movement where it feels good and, and, and where we feel in our bodies. 
uh, we feel like we are embodied as we move through the world instead of just in our head, which is, I'd say, 90% of the planet <laughs> or 90% of Western culture. I'll put it that uh-huh. way. Other cultures are far more, I think, embodied than we are uh, in, in the Western world. So, yes, 100% agree with that. Um, please continue. And, and, and another thing about movement, too, is that, like you were saying, it needs to be – we need to feel it. And the thing about movement is it's so easy to feel. It's so easy to be in the moment when we are moving. We forget about everything else. And that's another great way to for the whole reduction in stress. I mean it brings us to the now. It brings us and we focus on what we're doing at this moment. Yes. Today, most people have such a hard time focusing. That's why this whole huge boom of meditation is because everyone has such a hard time focusing now because they're either worrying about the past or, or anxious about the future. Yes. So that movement will bring us back to now and, and it's a great way to reduce overall stress. It, it reduces endorphins. So you get that, in, that 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 feeling of euphoria, that feeling of just well-being. Most yeah. people will feel it. Not everyone at the beginning, because most people just feel tired afterwards. But if you continue, you'll start to feel it, and, and it's it's a wonderful feeling. Movement has so much good about it, and yeah, it's in super important for overall health, for overall well-being too. Say so, so. Movements one when, when combined with rest. The second one is. I call natural internal dialogue because we are born in a way that we're happy. Mm. You look at babies and they cry for very few reasons. They cry because they're either hungry, they're lonely, or they need to type diaper change. Other than that, they're pretty, they're pretty much happy. Yeah. I mean, so we, we're, we pretty much come into this world happy and what happens happens Life happens, and, and, it, and it knocks us down once, and we get up, and it knocks us down again, and we get up, and it knocks us down a third time, and we're like, oh, man, should I get up, or should I just stay down? Yeah. And, and it knocks us down. So I call it natural intern dialogue because, because we're, we're naturally – this is how we, this is who we are naturally, but we, we – through life and through all this tough times that we go through, which – truly are to make us better if we look at it that way. We, um, our challenges are to make us better if we let them, but they are tough times and sometimes they get us down. So I call it natural internal dialogue because it's who we are naturally. Uh, we don't have to go far away. Just look inside who you are and it can take some deep thought to get to see who you truly are because you've been on that path of looking at yourself in a negative way for so long. But you'll find it. It's there because it's who you truly are. So learning how to talk to ourselves in a natural manner, turning, adding, being the, being the person who we naturally are. So looking at who we truly are, our potential, which is beyond what we even comprehend. There's people that have written that we don't even reach 40% of, our, of, of, of what our potential is. And we could reach so much more if we would just dig deep and truly work at it so just talking to ourselves mm-hmm. in a natural manner is is probably one of the most in, i mean nowadays is probably one of the most important aspects of health um because social media makes it almost impossible to think that we're doing good yes <laughs> because, absolutely because we look we look at all these Comparison. look at all these people yeah, and we just compare ourselves when we should only be comparing ourselves to ourselves yesterday. Am I better than yesterday? Am I bake, am I making progress from yesterday? If I'm progressing from yesterday, that means I'm on the right path instead of always comparing us to the person that's got this and that and this and that. No. Am I better than I was yesterday? Yes. And that's a great way to, and that's a great way to talk to ourselves. Who am I who was I yesterday? Who am I today? Am I better today? Did I do one thing better today? Did I wake up and say I'm grateful for this that and that? Did I take those 20 minutes and just sit down and relax and be grateful and focus on my breath and just be grateful for to be here today? And if if we can f- get back to that and realize who we truly are as human beings, life becomes not only a lot easier, but a lot more healthy. That's fantastic. Yes, I completely agree. And this is, again, a lot of what we've been talking about in the group 
uh, the last couple of weeks has been, um, what did, what do you do in the morning to like get your head going in a good direction? Can you, and gratitude practice is awesome. Like even just what are three gratitudes? What do you think three things you're grateful for today? So you're in that space of have you, I already have it versus I want, I want, I want. Uh, and I'm guessing like meditation's a big part of this too. I mean, there's a piece, um, when you, what I've experienced when I've spent many years studying meditation since 1995, 94. And, um, what I've noticed, and I, and I'm guessing what you maybe have noticed as well is when you get to a place of deep meditation where your mind completely stops you get, you get all the chatter goes away all of the visual the the thoughts that become visual which is usually like one of the other ways that we are like in our mind when those quiet down and there's just that quiet peace and sometimes you would people experience this when they're like looking at a beautiful scene or they're out in nature where like all the chatter stops and sometimes it's only for a second but I feel like it's in that moment you get a glimpse of kind of your bigger self and you start to see that, oh, there's this little teeny container that is talking at me and you're seeing, you know, something in the past or something in the future. It's like how the brain mechanism at work protecting you from whatever is going to come next, which seems to be what the brain does. The big part of the brain is what's going to happen in the future that could potentially kill me and how do I prevent that from happening? And so that's usually the obsessive thought is, well, this happened and then how is this going to affect me in the future? So it's back and forth between the past and the future. And when that quiets down, you get a sense that there's this bigger something behind that. And I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And who we who we truly are. Yeah. Yeah, the brain's there to keep us alive. <laughs> and, that is, and, is, and as long as we're stressed, that's all it's going to do is keep us alive. But as, if we can find that moment, yeah, and we can just leave and get to that moment that you're talking about, oh, yeah, it's, a be- it's beautiful and learn who we, who we truly are as human beings. Our potential is, is, is so much more than we actually believe it is. Mm, I love it. And I'm guessing a lot of that's like reducing the self-judgment. That's a lot of what we talk about in this podcast. How do you reframe the things that we judge ourselves for and, and accept ourselves for, for exactly who we are, which is, you know, we're, we can, we're capable of seeing a perfect picture of what our life should be like. And it's not realistic for anyone, but for Hunter, for people who listen to this podcast, I think it's strong. We have a stronger inner critic. And so we have to, uh, on a daily basis, keep it in check. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way we can truly progress, too, is realizing who we are. I mean, this is who I am. So this is who I am. And this is, well, then that's 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 the first point of then this is where how are we supposed to? How we can't even? How are we supposed to know where we're, we're going to go? So yeah, that's that's very important to realize who we truly are. And to tell you the truth, I mean, it, it, we we need to realize that we have both aspects. I mean, we are human beings with the capacity to love that's beyond that we can comprehend, and we also have to comprehend that we're that we have the exact opposite, and we have that other side. And then once we understand that we have both sides, then we can – that's when we can truly say, well, now I have the control because I know what I am capable of. I am capable of this, but I'm also capable of the opposite, and I'm in control of what's going to happen. So the third pillar is actually spinal care. So it has a lot to do with, with posture. Uh, so just us against gravity, and then that <laughs> includes chiro- and, and that includes chiropractic. I mean, one of the one of the major physical stressors in life is actually just gravity when we're not in a proper when we're not using proper posture, and that just kills our and that and that like, it doesn't kill, but it, it puts a lot of stress on our joints. So going back to what stress is, and and, and if we look at stress, stress it doesn't matter if it's physical stress or emotional stress or economical stress or noise stress or, or light stress, any type or, or toxic stress. Stress does the exact same thing on, on the body. It, 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 start, it, it starts the stress response. So it, it fight or flight, the sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what type, it's the same type of stress. So if it's a physical stress, it's going to cause the exact same thing. And that, that constant stress on our joints due to bad posture will cause another type of stress, which will eventually cause some type of illness, some type of symptom. Usually people complain of pain 
mm. headaches, um, numbness and tingling. Those are usually the symptoms they'll, they'll experience first. But this comes to the comes down to your spinal health, and the reason why spinal health is so important, and we can this is going back to the father of medicine who said, when there's sickness, first look to the spine. Yeah, because that's where the central nervous system is. That's what controls absolutely everything. So it's not just the pain in the joints, or the or the the the, the pain running down the arm, or the or the numbness and tingling running down the arm. It's it's the function of everything that we don't even know is functioning. So all of our organs and everything else. Mm. Yeah, so all those things the sun- working behind the scenes that we're we're not thinking about how our spleen's working on a daily basis, but it is definitely you would know it if it's not. Yeah. So all of all of all of that is is controlled by our central nervous system, and through chiropractic and proper posture and movement, we can maintain those joints and in in. in, in in a way that we're not going to get any, we're not going to have to worry about those symptoms over time. So it, chiropractic is, is more of a preventative measure, measure. It's not, most people do go to chiropractors because they're in so much pain, they can't take it anymore. So they're trying to be release pain. But chiropractic is, is, is actually a, a preventative med, branch of medicine where, yes. where it's a great way to never have to suffer those things if you, if you decide to. And what it is, is yeah, what we're basically doing is we're, we're bringing back the, 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 the talk between the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system or our extremities and not just the extremities, but all of the organs and our environment around us. So we bring that communication back and it's actually the, 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 the communication is more important from outside in so that, so the efferent uh, communication. So everything from our environment that goes inside is actually more important from what the central nervous system sends out mm. because there's a, there's a lot more information that's getting sent in than getting sent out. And if we have that communication between the central nervous system and our environment, if it gets there, our central nervous system will know what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And the cool thing about chiropractic is my job is basically just facilitate the recuperation. Um, I don't do really anything to to help the patient recuperate. The The recuperation happens inside the patient. I just return that communication between the central nervous system and our environment and our environment to the central nervous system and the body does the rest. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Of course, we also teach how, how uh, proper postures so we can maintain those postures and we can, and we can maintain the proper alignment of our spines for as long as possible. However, we do understand that life is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> just life is, I mean, just getting up and knowing that you're gonna have to go to work knowing that you have to drive a car 20 minutes to work. That's, that's a stressful event. Maybe you don't think you're stressful, but your body subconsciously is stressed knowing that you're going 45 miles or 55 or 65 miles an hour when you shouldn't be going that fast. Right. So just, just, just life alone brings is stressful, but we, we try to prevent those things by being proactive and in chiropractic is a great way to be proactive in what is the, the, the caring of your spine. So the other pillar would be spinal care. Take care of your spine. We only have one and there's no such thing as a spine transplant. I don't know who said, I, I, it's not mm-hmm. mine. So yes. someone, someone said that that's not me saying, but so take care of the one you have. And one of the best ways to do that is to try to always, uh, have proper posture exercise and and see a chiropractor regularly. Um, my recommendation, I go personally once every three weeks. Um, some people don't have to. I have a job as a chiropractor that's kind of uh, stressful in the joints. So I do a lot of repetitive motion in, in, in against weight. And that's one of the things that kind of wears us out. So I go more a little bit more often than maybe someone that that doesn't do what I do, but I go about once every three weeks and I recommend it to take, so we can take care of our spine. So spinal care is, is another one of the pillars. Well, this is great. And so I want to, I definitely can have experience on this. So I'm, I'm probably at twice a month going to chiropractic. Uh, and what I found, and if there's plenty, there's many studies on ADHD and chiropractic and how, how beneficial, a chiropractic adjustment can be, and I think you highlight a lot of the key pieces, which is reducing the uh, the stress on the body when parts of the spine are out of alignment. Um, is I can say per, from my personal experience, I can think clear after an adjustment. Uh, my posture is better. 
I feel better. And there's also ample evidence to show that chiropractic also enhances your immune system. Uh, and it, it just overall, it's one of those things where, I, and I think it's important for to, to note this, that there are different, uh, there's people in chiropractic, there's many different types of chiropractors, and some of them are really good, and some of them may not be a fit for you. So if you've had an adjustment in the past where you've had a chronic situation where uh, you wanted to, to make an, have an adjustment and it didn't work out, um, I would explore multiple chiropractors if you haven't found one that fits for you. I can say I can definitely attest because I've been going to chiropractic off and on since I was a kid, and um, a good chiropractor can be life changing. <laughs> you can you can really find the difference, and it's also as you mentioned, um, not just going because you have some major chronic pain going on that's keeping you from functioning. Uh, chiropractic is as I view and as you stated, um, a, and it's a, it's restorative. You can go through and get adjusted even if you're feeling okay. And you will, you'll be, especially if you haven't had a chiropractic adjustment ever or in a long time, uh, if it's done well, you'll be able, you'll think clear. You'll notice a difference in your overall well-being because, and I, I believe a lot of it's because the stressors, the internal stressors on the spine have been, reduced i mean maybe you can talk a little bit more about that like how does i guess the big question and i know this is what the audience is asking how can chiropractic support greater mental clarity more energy how what potentially can happen in an adjustment that could support someone who's has challenges with focus motivation and low energy levels Oh, perfect. Well, first, I mean, I'll answer it in a second, but you're completely right with finding the right chiropractor. I mean, chiropractic is, is an art. It's not something that you just go to school and learn and then you, you just do it. It's, it's an art. So it's something you have to become good at and it takes practice. And through my personal experience also, it's a lot of a lot of chiropractors just don't learn the art. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not being I'm not trying to bring anyone down or anything like that. It's just it's just what I've also experienced through my life too. So yeah, you wanna you wanna find a chiropractor that really understands the art and has truly is truly focused on 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 finding that lesion and 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 knows how to find it and knows how to treat that le- that specific lesion, which is called a subluxation, mm. and what we is what we treat. But going back to your other question, um it's it's very interesting in how chiropractic works because it was it was all theory for a long time and i mean the founder of chiropractic he wrote quite a bit of books about his theory why chiropractic works and how it works through the nervous, the central nervous system but nowadays it's it's kind of been through through science not through chiropractic science but through through studies done in 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 medicine it's kind of been taken to the point where wow it actually does do what the founder actually thought it did mm-hmm. and what we what we found is that there's we have two, we have two different receptors we have many receptors but these two I'm going to talk about they're called mechanoreceptors or proprioceptors so our own receptors so propio and receptors so it, and then we have nociceptors so pain receptors so these proprioceptors it's actually it, it's what helps us feel where we're at in in the environment it, mm. it lets us know where we are in the environment and the majority of these, of these proprioceptors are found in the muscle tissue in the upper cervical spine and, the, and in the lower back okay and what they found with these proprioceptors is that those proprioceptors if those aren't fun- functioning or if there's too much pain reception so too much nociception what happens is that that information doesn't get sent to the cerebellum and then cerebellum, what does the cerebellum do? The cerebellum is what causes all the fine movement. So we don't have all this shaky movement because we have the cerebellum that's working properly. But mm. they found that it's not only movement, but it's thought, mm. it's feelings, it's everything. So the cerebellum controls fine everything. It fine it finalizes everything, everything that we do. So if that proprioception doesn't get to the cerebellum, that, that information get get to the cerebrum, and then we are not going to be able to focus. Yeah. So, so if we have the the proper amount of proprioception getting to the cerebellum, and then the cerebellum to the brain, 
that's how it not only makes us feel better, but we are able to focus better and we're able to do all those other things because we can find ourselves in our environment. How many people try to walk through a door and they kind of hit their shoulder against the door? They're like, what? And they just think they're walking normally. Yes. It's because, because the difference between proprioception and nociception is just out of whack. So what the what the what the – what the what this what what the adjustment does, what the chiropractic treatment does, it it, it will increase the amount of proprioception, it can increase the amount of uh, mechanoreception. That's one of the ways it helps decrease pain too. So if you increase mechanoreception and proprioception, that's going to decrease nociception. So it's going to help decrease uh-huh. overall pain. And yeah. you don't have to be feeling you don't have to be feeling pain. There can be lots of nociception because it's just noxious stimuli, stimuli. So stress stress itself will cause nociception and increase in nociception. So it'll decrease that and increase the amount Amount of proprioception, so all that information gets to the cerebellum, and we can be a lot more sharper in in our thoughts, in our movements, and and everything else that we do in in life. It's it's incredible what's what's come out between just between those two those two things, the cerebellum, how the cerebellum functions with proprioception and nociception, and how that helps the rest of the brain function also. So everything. Everything goes through the cerebellum first. It's 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 one of the smaller parts of the brain, but it's got is about as many neurons as the as the brain itself. That is fantastic. That's a really good. That these are pieces that I know, like just from sitting in the chiro- chiropractor's office and seeing uh, charts and things on, on the uh, uh, showing the ascent. The uh, what's the term? Um, the the uh, uh, sympathetic nervous system showing the different. Uh-huh. Uh, nerve endings, and that makes total sense. So that's fascinating. And I think the takeaway from this, I want to come back to the audience, which is that if you haven't gotten a chiropractic adjustment lately, try like to me it's it the with everything we talk about on this podcast it's don't take my word for it go and try it and see what you experience because your body will tell you uh especially and sometimes chiropractic if you haven't gone in a while it may take one or two or three adjustments before you to feel uh in fact usually sometimes the first adjustment i sometimes will feel a little off if it's been a while and then if i do a second one maybe in two weeks after that then you really feel a difference. Can you make a note on that? Like what is your, if someone hasn't gotten an adjustment in a while, one, what can they expect in the first adjustment? And two, how many sessions do you think would be, and also given people's budgets, I mean, it's, it can be expensive to, if it's not covered, which Mm -hmm. if you might want to check your insurance, because many insurance now do cover chiropractic. Uh, what to expect from the first session, and then how many sessions do you recommend, and how often to uh, get them? So, so you would have a sense of, oh yeah, this actually did work. Yeah, that that'll change for every, and that depends on the situation. That depends on the where the patient is too. I mean, if they're going to a chiropractor symptom free, they should feel change first and second treatment. Okay. Um, if you're going in there with symptomatology so you're going there with pain or something like that um, you can even leave the chiropractor the first visit and you can actually be a little more uh, actually feel a little bit more pain in in, in the area because yeah. we're I mean we're, we need to realize that, that that joint is irritated I mean that's an irritated joint so by by putting that proper motion or that because it either loses motion or it's got an aberrant motion an emotion and it's not proper I mean that's going to stress it just a little bit more so it connect but it's at the same time it's going to recuperate so some people I think a small percentage I think they said about 30% will actually feel a little bit more discomfort after the first visit but if you're going symptom free you should feel pretty good after the first or second visit and again like I say I go every three weeks but it all depends on it all depends on the person and their and their lifestyle. I mean, if you're sedentary, I definitely recommend it every once every three weeks. If you're if you're active, maybe once every month, every every six weeks. But but you should feel a difference. I mean, most people, if you've never experienced chiropractic, if you got a good chiropractic adjustment. I mean, you're feeling different, like seconds afterwards. You're feeling different if it's been, if you've never had one or if it's been a long time since you've had one. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. It, it's it's something that is just part of our it just budget for it, and we just make it happen. Because uh, especially if I'm starting, if I I can feel for me, it's my neck because I sit and I do coaching calls all day. So my uh, I'm taking lots of notes, and even so, yoga and stretching is a big part of it of you know opening myself up. But nothing really can do what chiropractic can do. 
from my experience. <laughs> I could do yoga all day long. It's not going to be the same as what, and, and we're talking, I mean, I'd say 15 minutes tops of the, when I get adjustments, they're short. It's not like a long arduous no. process. What's a no. typical session for you? How long is it for, yeah, for an adjustment? That- well, I like to talk, so <laughs> <It's>, got it. <laughs> That's good. You, you we'll, get to we'll get other pointers. Yeah, we we get into, and sometimes it's just about life itself. But but um, I usually give about thirty minutes to each patient, which is, I mean, so I usually try to get. I usually try to, uh, it, but it can, be, yeah, it can be quicker than that. It, but I usually I usually work. If it's a new patient, it's usually about an hour. But because we have to talk about their history. But a patient that comes in just for a chiropractic, chiropractic adjustment. About thirty minutes. That's fantastic. That's good. You you put you put a lot of care into your to your patients. Um, well, let's see. So we cover. Did we cover all four? or Do we have one more on on the pillars? So last one is nutrient dense food. So yes. not not, ju- not just nutrient dense food, but nutrient dense food grown in fertile soil without chemicals. So we need to make sure because today today it's become very difficult to find uh, nutritious food. Um, the industrial the food the, the industrial food production system is is causing havoc. I mean, I've, the whole green revolution supposedly saved billions of lives, but they didn't think about the consequences, and we're starting to see those consequences um, today with an incredible amount of sickness. Of course, it's not just the food. I mean, it's the way we live our lives, but a lot of it has to do with nutrition. So we have to give our bodies what it requires and, and what it really deserves. I mean, what it, it needs to function at its at its best. So the last point would be uh, see nutrient dense food grown in fertile soil without chemicals. Yes. And to me that's probably one of my number one topics. <laughs> I, I've been I've been growing gardens since I was a kid. I kinda went away from it uh, as I was living in Las Vegas and going to chiropractic college, but chiropractic college is what actually brought me back to it. And since then it's just been learn as much as I can and 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 fail as many times as I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> learning, learning, on, learning while I fail. Yeah. First of all, if you can grow it, grow it. I mean, of course, a lot of us can't. But the best place to get nutrient dense food is your own. So you know exactly what you're doing, what you're putting into it, and so that's the best place. Then the second place is get to know your farmer. So get to know the guy closest to you that's doing what you can't do because you're either space or time, and and do business with him. Because he's doing it right. So give him a reason to continue to do business because he's doing it right. We need more of him out there. Um, we need a lot more farmers. I think in the United States nowadays, I think uh, like 2% of the population is growing all the food. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, all, there's, there's very few farmers left. And a lot of the, because like you were saying, monocrop farming is just, there's not a lot of money in it either. It's, it's almost just pure debt. And now what they have to do with all the spraying in the soil is definitely dead. So if you want nutrient dense food, the soil has to be alive. Um, if you don't have microorganisms in the soil, they can't work with the roots and the roots can't take the nutrients out of the soil. So yes. even if you do have a fruit or a vegetable, what you're eating is, is just, is, is a nutrient poor fruit or vegetable it's not giving what your body deserves or requires and that's what's happened yes yeah, since world be a little bit before world war two i mean if you look at uh joel salatin he he, he yes. has a pretty he has a pretty neat quote about when the supermarkets came around and it was somewhere in the 40s i think was the first supermarket he's like so where do we get our food well we got in our backyards our pantries and 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 the local farmers that's how we got our food and, they, and we're just talking about the 40s we're talking my grandparents i yep. mean it's not that long ago that we did it quite differently but most people just don't realize that so what i usually say is try going some of your own food but it all it all starts with compost it all starts with that cycle of life so what you need to do is first try to make us some compost um, that, that you can actually put back into your soil and actually bring to life your soil again. So the more compost we have, the more organic matter we have in our soil, the, the, the faster it's going to come back to life. So I always say start with compost. Um, there's many ways to do it. Uh, and the way I do it, I mean, if you want to see the way I do it, I actually made a video about it. You can just, you can go to my YouTube series. I'm, a, I'm on Pasto Verde's Farm and for episode number one, because that's why it's so important. Episode number one is, has, has, is how I compost. And what I'm doing here is, what am I doing here in Argentina is I have very, very little space. So what I have, I have a just a little, I'm talking maybe nine feet by nine feet yep. between the street, 
between the street and the sidewalk. So it's not even mine. <laughs> it's, it's the piece of land that's in between the street and the sidewalk. So everyone walks by it. I mean, I've had some great conversations with people walking by and like, what in the heck are you doing out here? <laughs> Planning a garden in the front yard. And I've, and I've, I've been able to have, get to know a lot more, my neighbors. So that's another great thing about gardening. It brings its community building. I've got to know a lot of people I would have never gotten to know if I wasn't out there working. Unfortunately, um, people take my food without asking, but that's part of the deal if you're if you're yeah, <laughs> planning if you're, outside, if, you're planning, yeah. if you're if you're planting a garden in your front yard. And in my backyard, I have absolutely nothing, nothing. I have planter boxes, so I have yeah. I have four, I have five planter boxes, and that's I mean, again, if you watch that video series that I'm doing, which is I'm I'm basically uh, walking you through my my experience with urban gardening. You'll see that through these planter boxes, I got tons of tomatoes, tons of jalapeno peppers. Um, at the same time, I had I got a spider mite plague, and they took all my tomatoes. <laughs> so yeah. it was, I mean, it was it was an all uphill, and it's tough. And you have to, and that's the neat thing about gardening because it, it 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 realized that well, the cycle life, well, this comes and that goes, and this comes and that goes, and when there's no need to get down about it because the next thing's going to come. It's just the cycle of life. Yeah. But start with compost. Um, bring bring your soil back to life. If you, and if you're lucky enough to have a land with a lot of soil, oh my goodness, please turn it to a garden um, because that's where you're going to get your food. And talking about the garden, I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, I have a new book coming out called – I'm planning on called Playing in the Dirt. Mm, love it. Because because to me, gardening is just playing in the dirt. I mean, as, as an adult, I can play in the dirt. And, and gardening is just so much more than nutrient-dense food. Uh, it's it's The dirt is – basically who we are um so we need to be touching we need to be touching the dirt so that's another great way uh that's another great reason to to plant your own food because you're going to be you're going to be touching that that soil that's alive we need to be touching that um but that's that's my experience my experience is very little space so i i grow i don't know what one two percent of what i of what i grow so what do I do? I, I go to the, the in Argentina here. They're called ferias, and they have their 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 little what, every Friday here. I go overnight and and I buy from the local farmers that I know that I, they're not using chemicals. So I get a lot of my vegetables from these local farmers because I don't have the space to do it. And I go and I and I give them business, um, and then I try to grow what I can. But nutrient dense food, like you were saying at the beginning, it's it's become a lot more difficult due to the fact that. Uh, we have all that. We have basically dead soil, yeah. and with dead soil, there's 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 no nutrition in our food, and that's come to pass, supposedly for a good reason. But we didn't understand the the, the, the consequences of, of what of what's happening now, and and the constant the constant usage of of, of spraying chemicals, and yeah. it just becomes and then there's just more and more chemicals because what happens? Uh, you spray a chemical to kill the bugs. Well, the strongest bugs survive. They mate. And now what happens? Well, now you need even a stronger chemical because the That's strongest right. ones survived and they made it. So and it gets worse and worse and worse. The same thing with the weeds. The strongest weeds survive. They reproduce. The old or the amount used does, wasn't enough. So now they have to double the amount of pesticide, uh, herbicide just to kill the same weed that they killed with a lot less the, the two years before. Yeah. So it's a, it's a process that, that we cannot win. And what we need to understand as humans is we never will – ultimately win against nature we might win a couple battles but the war will be won nature Nature is far more powerful as we're seeing right now on the planet and it's a lose-lose situation for the farmers because at the end of the day they are spending more and more and more money they get the the hit in the beginning it's like a drug you get the hit and you feel good and then slowly over time it has depleted our soils and they're spending more and more money on um, pest management and all these other places, whereas and that, there's been studies on this where where if you, they've tracked organic farmers and in in the short term organic farmers it costs a little bit more they're not making as much as return but they have much more sustainability they're able to grow much more their their soil continues to get better and better and better depending on how they how they they manage their soil. Um, I want to mention a couple points here. I feel like this is really important for this audience to to hear. This. So we talk about the hunter-farmer theory, and often we talk about, well, we're not farmers. But I want to make a key note here that for hunter types, farm, uh, gardening is absolutely uh, 
so beneficial to us and we are absolutely capable of doing as as hunter types if not i know some really good gardeners that are that are hunter types so i want to give a couple notes if you're a hunter type and you want to start a garden in your backyard one is get yourself inspired get on youtube look at some things that you'd love to grow that's one uh two so then there's con like for me right now i've got in our in my our garden we have bell peppers um, we have basil, tomatoes, cucumbers. Um, let's see, I've got a couple trees growing uh, in pots. I've got a, a, a moringa tree, which we were talking about off uh, off the top. Would moringa look it up? It's called the miracle tree. You can you're basically getting so many nutrients from those leaves that it's just it's like a little smoothie in a uh, in, in a tree. You can just continually harvest from it. Uh, star fruit, cherimoyas, and these rare fruits. Uh, one suggestion I would have is look at things that are expensive in the market and grow that. So like we're growing lots of bell peppers because those tend to be expensive here. So if you can grow it, uh, also it's a cool project. You can set, uh, instead of worrying about, cause the, the consistent, the consistency piece is hard for hunter types. So plan into your garden. If you either have a space that you can garden in the soil or you can garden in pots, uh, set up a drip system. Cheap. Doesn't cost that much. Maybe 30, 40 bucks. You're into a drip system and you just set the timer and you're good to go. Uh, look at square foot gardening. That's a really good in- entry level into this work. It's vi- it's simplified, really good system of gardening to check out. Uh, really well mapped out. Uh, Mel, what did you know? Are you familiar Mel with Bar- Bar- yeah, Mel Bar- Bartholomew. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's Square a good, good intro. Um, you know, permaculture is a little more involved. So just starting there is a really good starting point. Um, and then I would look at, um, in terms of mineralization, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my old friends. Uh, so a grow in uh, fertilizers, if you look them up online, fertilizeronline.com. Uh, George Spory is someone that I've known for a long time. He makes rock, he uh, sells rock dust, which is rock, rock flowers. That's remineralizing your soil, just giving your, you can, gives your soil an extra boost of minerals. You can add that and worm castings to your soil and you're going to get a super healthy soil with lots of micronutrients. Um, you're, you're increasing the soil life. Highly recommended if you're gardening. It's just a really simple add to just about anything that you're growing. Uh, uh, gardening is does, is not as if you haven't done it or haven't done it since you were a little kid. It is not as complex as probably you're telling yourself in this moment. It to be like there's this whole thing. Of, well, I don't have a green thumb. Look, just do like five minutes of research. Get on YouTube. Look at some videos. It's not that difficult. We planted an entire garden in. Uh, let's see, June. And by end of July, we had tons of stuff coming up. Make sure you just have, um, if you're depend, look at your, where you live and what's, what's possible to grow there, start there. But I can't stress it enough. Hunter types and gardening definitely go hand in hand. And I highly recommend the audience to check it out. That's awesome that you got so much produce from your garden oh man <laughs> it's exciting and it's just all it's all in pots we just have pots there's just, we just have a i would love to have a giant backyard but um we've got enough room for just for potted plants and i'm growing some trees and it's uh and it also just as you can attest it's good for your well-being it it, it turns you it gives you a sense that, uh, you can shut your you can quiet the the monkey mind down, get your, your hands in the soil, even if it's just potting, potting soil. And then also just watching it every day, changing and growing and, uh, and getting your, if you have kids, getting them involved. Uh, and it's saving you money in the long run. If you keep doing this, it's just part of your routine, especially if you've got a drip system. It's just a win-win across the board. Oh, yeah. And every, I mean, all that you said, yep, it, it's, it, it, there's, there's really... I mean, and, and the only thing that takes away from it is it does take some time. It does take some time. But that time is you win so much from it. Like you were just saying, you win so much from it. It's not just it's just not it's not just the nutrient dense food you're getting, but it's the movement, getting out under the sun, yeah. touching the soil. I mean, that some of the probably the 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 best times I've actually been in the zone or been in that that altered altered state of consciousness and meditation has been in the garden, where you're you're so focused in what you're doing, and it's just so beautiful to, to and, and it's a great way to to be grateful too. 
Yeah. It's, it's a great way because you're out there and you see it and I'm grateful for this seed that I'm going to plant here. I mean, you can, you can, so there's so many things you can do in the garden that only can build you up, not only internally, but externally. It's, I mean, it's a win-win situation and, and I love this stuff. And that was the fourth pillar in the four pillars of health. But now that I'm really focusing on this in my next book, I've learned that it is in Impressive what the dirt can actually do for us. I mean, it's it is the it is the natural anti-inflammatory that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so anyone out there that's got play, find a place, take your shoes and socks off, and just walk in the dirt. But yes. walk bare feet. Yes. I mean, it it is it is so important just to get back in touch with the soil. We have our shoes on all day long. We're walking on floors all day long. Get back in touch with the soil. You will see a huge change in who you are just by walking on the dirt again, thirty minutes a day. Uh, when hopefully this book comes out soon, you're you're going to see that the benefits are incredible just to come back to Mother Nature. And, and actually, it's, it's, it's from anti-inflammation to just getting outside and relieving a little bit of stress through physical motion. Um, the, the benefits are incredible. Uh, and you were saying, well, where, where, should we, where should we start? Well, if all you got is a little, start with herbs. That's the easiest and the fastest way to start. Start with yes. herbs. Because that's, and that's where a lot of the nutrition, you'll find lots of nutrition in herbs. So start there and then just keep on growing. Because once you do it once, it's almost impossible to stop doing it. I'll promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, this has been perfect. I feel like this, going through the four pillars was fantastic. So name, give them, let's just wrap up by naming them one more time. And then let's tell everyone how to get get in touch with you and see what you're doing. Cool. Well, so it's it's I call them adequate movement, natural internal dialogue, spinal care, and nutrient dense food grown on fertile soil without chemicals. Perfect. That's what I call the four pillars of health. And with with spinal care, I also talk about stress, and then with with movement, I talk about rest. So those those are also in, those are involved in what are the four pillars of health. Um, to get hold of me, uh, the best way is, is my webpage, pastosbetterthisfarm.com. You can get everything there, so you can find the podcast there. You can find the YouTube series there also. So you can find everything on my webpage at pastosbetterthisfarm.com. The book's called The Four Pillars of Health. It's been out for a couple of years now. So that's why I'm into, I'm, I'm really into this next book now, which is, I plan on calling. You let me, you let me know what you think. I, I still haven't, I still haven't come down. I'm not hundred percent sure of the title, but I'm, I'm planning on calling it Playing in the Dirt. But let me know what you think. And that should be sent to the editor by the end of the year, every, if everything works out as it should. And yeah, if you want to stay in contact with me, yeah, Pastor's Better This Farm. Um, real quick, the the best way to get in contact with me is actually Instagram. So Ben Page DC. I mean, so you just want to chat. Um, I usually it's either email Pastor's Better This Farm at gmail.com or, or Instagram Ben Page DC. Those are the two places where I'm pretty sure I'll check at least once a day. Fantastic. And I'll have the links to all of that in the description of this podcast. So you can go through there. And also how I found you was I just typed in wellness farmer podcast and bam, right there. So many amazing topics on the podcast, by the way. So the one that really jumped out to me was, um, let's see, let's see if I can find the title. It was something like uh, dead elimination, its effects on your overall well-being. It was something to that effect. And I was like, that's there's so many wonderful topics you explore on the podcast. So I think if you're enjoying uh, this podcast, definitely go check out Ben and, and, and see what he's up to. It's fantastic information. And I think it's a really good, uh, it's, it's very connected to the, to the topics we discuss on this podcast. It def, you definitely go much further in depth uh, into all of these aspects of overall well-being. So Ben, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon. Oh, it was a pleasure. I love coming on your show and I always love talking with you, Michael. It's a great time. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ben Page. As a reminder, if you're interested in joining us for our live online support group in November and December, uh, visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash group for more details. Uh, join us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just go to the website and click on the links at the top. You can also get your copy of Drummer in the Great Mountain off the website. Um, 
If you've been enjoying this podcast and or the book, consider writing us a review. Uh, I've just looked at uh, some of the iTunes reviews. Thank you all so much. There's so many incredible reviews on there uh, and they just seem to be coming consistently. And I'm just really, really pleased with that. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Consider writing a review on iTunes, uh, Amazon, iBooks um, or your podcast app that really helps us out. Um, for those of you new to the podcast, I've created a free five-day mini course to help you get up to speed on some of the concepts concepts we discuss on the podcast. You can get that by visiting drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. Um, if you haven't already, uh, you can pick up your free copy of my latest ebook, ADHD Time Management. Uh, it's available on Kindle, iBooks, and Google Play. Just do a search for ADHD Time Management on any of those and you will find it. And uh, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on the podcast, please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can send us an email at info at drummerinthegreatmountain.com. So until next time, be well. <laughs>